Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and today I can't express enough to you how excited I am to share with you my online tips and strategies that will set you up for success as we navigate this online instructional journey together. So these are just a few helpful tips for online instruction. For the past few years, I have been both a student in an online class as well as an instructor. So I have both an understanding and a clear perspective when it comes to online learning. Tip number one, organization. Make it easy both for yourself and your students to access materials in files or modules. I don't want to give just one platform credit, but there's Canvas, there is Microsoft Teams, there is Google, where we as teachers, we have access to utilizing so many different various ways to communicate. So please organize your files in such a way that it is both easy for you to access as well as your students. I know when I am creating my course content on my online platform, I try to make it as easy and simple as possible. Yes, there is a lot of upfront work that you have to do, that I have had to do. But in the end, after you organize it in such a way, it is easy, it's efficient, and it streamlines the entire class. So with organization, this has been a little pet peeve of mine when I have been a student. I am not sure about you, but me, I live by my calendar. My calendar dictates (laughs) what I am doing throughout the day, the week, and the month. So please, when you are creating your content, make sure you put dates and you synchronize it to your platform's calendar. So that way it is shared on the calendar. So for me, when I have been a student, I have had my online instructors not copy the link over onto the calendar that they're using. So what I then have to do as a student, I have to go into my course content I have to go through all of the files and find the assignments and find the due dates. And then I have to, you know, manually plug them into my calendar. So as a student and looking at this on the teacher's end, please, you know, make sure you publish it to both the calendar that you're using. So in Microsoft Teams, let's say, yeah, make sure you put in those dates. So that way, your students, when they go to look at their Outlook calendar, they see it right there, you know, due date on such a day. So as a student, that is something that I really appreciate. 
And also, it keeps me as the instructor, it holds me accountable because I don't want to waste my students' time. And also, for me personally, I don't want to waste my own time. My time is so precious. Another thing is we all have busy lives. You know, we all have our own personal agendas, motivations, and priorities. And look at your students, no matter how young or how old that they are, they could be, you know, in college or in high school, even down into the elementary age. They all have a different mindset of what is important to them for right now. So by being organized and making sure that you link your dates to your calendars and everything, you are going to make a more efficient class but also it leads to a a more productive engagement or engaging class. Another helpful tip, your approach. Be positive in converting to an online situation. I have had a lot of negative interactions recently with my own administration, where right now we are trying to convert over into online instruction. And I'm just getting a lot of negativity when it comes to online instruction that it's not equitable. Our students are not capable of doing this, and therefore we shouldn't even try. Please throw out that negativity because when you have and hold on to that kind of concept, you're not going to benefit your own teaching, let alone you know, what they are going to learn. So please be as positive as you can. Give yourself a chance to learn as well as allow yourself the creativity. Because as teachers, we are allowed so much creativity when it comes to creating new things. This whole online platform, I am so excited about it. I am truly passionate about this because... Again, I've been a student in the online learning community, but seeing all the new things that you are creating, it fuels my fire. So be creative. Try new things. This is the time where you get to explore and you will be rewarded for that. So expand your horizons, provide new ideas on what else we could do for in the future and share that with your students. Spend time you need to learn online details for your classroom, because what will end up happening, you are investing into yourself, your personal professional development, which then is going to trickle down to your students. And they're going to be held to an expectation of what you are hoping that they will achieve and get out of your class. So I know with COVID-19 right now, our students didn't sign up for online learning. That is okay. We didn't sign up for this, but I want you to be excited for this new opportunity. So don't force them into something. Make it easy and find different ways to communicate with them, you know, either through the Remind app your online discussion board through your school's system, your approach matters in how you define their learning. So we need to be smart. We need to be concise. 
And we have to be positive in the response of what we will return. So just knowing that your students and yourself didn't sign up for this online learning or this experience, this will help you in your approach as we all make this journey onto online platforms. So be patient, be positive, think about what content you're putting out there and everything will be fine. Another helpful tip is deadlines. This is something that I've been reading up on a lot lately, just how different teachers provide instruction. So, you know, it's been humorous in a way where I've been reading things saying, you know, you have your ideal lesson plan and it tells you exactly how long it's going to take. And then with online instruction, you then cut it in half. Okay, so you've cut your time in half, you've cut your uh, the lesson plan in half. And now with the learning curve that everybody is going through, you then need to cut it in half again. <laughs> so, you know, your expectations are high, but understand the realities of what you are going to get. So when it comes to online situations, especially in establishing deadlines, send out constant reminder due dates, you know, saying, hey, remember, this assignment was given to you last Thursday. Today is Tuesday. You have two more days until this assignment is due. So personally, you know, it's a lot, the repetition, but our students and ourselves, we need that. We need that constant repetition. So establish your policies about late assignments and papers. Give extensions if a student reaches out to you, you know, say, hey, I wasn't able to complete or I know I'm not going to be able to complete this assignment by this Thursday. I know I've been given a week to do it, but these are the circumstances that have led up to such events, which means I cannot complete it by this time. For me, when somebody reaches out to me in that way, I always, you know, will bend over backwards to help them because I want them to feel successful. I want my students to feel like they can communicate with me easily and that I will understand because, again, I've been a student. I've had things come up in my own personal life and I've reached out to my instructors. And then my instructors just say, honestly, I feel like I get blown off going, we understand, but we have our curriculum that we have to follow and you're going to just get docked points. Well, I'm reaching out to you in advance and I'm giving you valid reasons of what's happening. I would appreciate it on my end that, you know, my instructor heard me and validates what I'm going through. So that way I continue to stay engaged in what I am doing and not just go, you know what, forget it. So both as a student and an instructor for online, it makes a huge difference when you show the human side of you, but you're also expressing your flexibility. So that is a major policy that I have in my syllabuses. And I talk to my students about that. That is a classroom management system for my class, but also it shows and gains perspective and insight of who I am as a person 
to my students to where they feel like they can communicate with me. Another helpful tip, you know, that kind of follows along with deadlines is boundaries, you know, your parameters. So establish boundaries for communication. One of the things that I first learned as students, I've been a student, I expect a response when it comes to asking questions. You know, I know I've had online instructors that say they have office hours, you know, from 2.30 to 4.30 on Thursdays once a week and don't expect a response from my email, you know, for a week. So please don't be like that. You know, make sure you have open hours, at least daily. Or if you get an email, reply to it immediately. Again, I know we all have busy lives, but we live in a world of instant gratification now. You know, when it comes to social media, buying things online, you know, we have Amazon, we have FedEx, we have UPS, the U.S. Postal Offices. You know, we're constantly getting inundated with information daily. And, you know, we're able to search things on Google or Explorer, Bing, all of these different platforms. We're able to search for things and get instant gratification and instant access to information immediately. So what I have always had was discussion boards. And I love it when my students, you know, they'll, they'll post something on the discussion board. And I try really, really hard to reply to everybody and just, you know, kind of ask, you know, throw a question back at them. They'll post something and then I'll just throw a question back at them. What what did they learn or why do you think, you know, just who, what, where, why nouns because it's thought provoking. And then I really get to see those critical thinking skills being put to task. And also, I know students really like seeing their teacher replying to them. Again, I've been a student for many years. And my first online class, it was a networking class for IT. And I didn't care for the instructor. But there was one thing that really caught me off guard and made me rethink the whole online journey. And that was because in discussions, based off of, you know, the weekly discussion topic, the policy was that everybody had to post a discussion based off of the reading, you know, what did they think? And then two people from our course would have to reply to everybody's, you would have to reply to everybody's discussion. You know, you would have to have two postings on for that week's discussion. It's pretty minimal. But still, the thing that really surprised me, which, again, really flipped my way of thinking was that that instructor replied to everybody's posting every week. So we'd have, oh, gosh, probably 24, 25, maybe even 32, up to 32 people in a online course. And that instructor replied to everybody's thread every single week. And that just provided more engagement. I appreciate that because now I try really, really hard to do that for my students because I want them to see that I'm engaged with them because when they see that, they then try to mirror that. So discussions are really, really important to me. 
So being prompt with your discussions it is it's essential. But when a student emails you, try to be quick on the reply, but also understand that you have your boundaries. Make sure you have your online office hours, you know, daily, if not at minimum twice a week, you know, 2:30 to 3:30 or since right now we're all kind of working from home, you know, make it where it's accessible for them uh, to be able to get in touch with you at some point. Another tip or tool that I use, you know, is the Remind app. And I'll have students who will send me a message through that individual so that they can get immediate response from me. So just little ways of providing thoughtful and engaging instruction. You know, make sure you have your boundaries, but make it so where they want to reach out to you. So that is pretty much my four thoughtful tips. And I hope these suggestions will help you and shift your whole way of thinking to online teaching. If you have any other suggestions or ideas for other topics of teaching practices you want discussed, please email them to me at barbara at fcspodcast.com. Or you can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn. There are many ways to get in touch with me. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear what are you doing in your classroom or your online presence. I want to hear, I want to see what you're doing. So let's make this community more engaging and more connected as we are learning this online world together. So thank you for joining me today. And I'm excited to hear what you have to share with me next time. Until then, have a great day, stay safe, and wash your hands. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. And be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.